When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Jake Crumpler. What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler and it's the weekend, so as always, I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter and you can find all of my work at crumplerbaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball related from Saturday, August 26th. We'll start things off as always with the transactions, injuries, news, and notes from around the league. Our first IL placement is closer Felix Bautista of the Orioles being placed on the 15-day IL with a right UCL injury. A day after being removed in the middle of an at-bat with two strikes and two outs in the ninth, Bautista has landed on the IL with an unsettling diagnosis. UCL injuries commonly lead to Tommy John surgery and this would be a big blow to the Orioles' chances in the playoffs. Bautista is likely to be out longer than the minimum with a chance of returning in late September if his UCL shows recovery. Yanir Cano got the save yesterday and will be the closer in Bautista's absence. First baseman Jake Cronenworth of the Padres was placed on the 10-day IL with a fractured right wrist. A 92-mile-per-hour fastball fractured Cronenworth's wrist, sending him to the IL for what is likely to be the remainder of the season. Garrett Cooper should see full-time playing time at first, while Ben Gamble gets a shot to fill the strong side of the DH platoon, splitting time with Luis Campusano. In terms of transactions, starting pitcher Joe Ryan of the Twins was activated from the 15-day IL. He missed more than three weeks with a left groin strain, and he was great in his return. Ryan tossed five innings while allowing just one run and fanning seven batters. And lastly, we have starting pitcher Jordan Wicks of the Cubs being promoted from the minors with Michael Fulmer landing on the IL. The Cubs made a move to promote one of their better prospects. Wicks is the team's number 10 prospect according to MLB Pipeline. The 23-year-old Southpaw has split his season between double AA and AAA while pitching to a 3.55 ERA, a 1.17 whip while striking out 27% of the batters he's faced. Wicks took on the Pirates in his debut and was fantastic. He earned the win tossing five innings, allowing two hits with one and run, one walk, and struck out nine batters. He induced 13 whiffs with a 36% CSW across 80 pitches, and his signature changeup was money. It was his most thrown pitch and induced nine whiffs and 41% CSW. Wicks became just the fourth Cubs pitch since 1901 to strike out nine or more batters in his MLB debut. He also became the first Cubs pitcher to strike out five batters in a row since 1920 and the first Cubs pitcher to set down 15 batters in a row since 1961. It was a great first impression from Wicks that likely earned him another start which would likely be in Cincinnati next week. 
And before we look at the notable performances from yesterday, do you want to make money-making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick two to five players, get all of your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST, P-I-T-C-H-E-R-L-I-S-T, one word, all caps, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. So you have some bonus cash to start playing with right off the bat. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com or underdog fantasy in the app store. Sign up with promo code PitcherList and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. You must be 18 years or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-978. Now we'll look at the notable performances from Saturday, a day in which we had a full slate of 15 games. We'll start off with our hitters, leading off with Davis Schneider versus the Guardians as he helped the Blue Jays to a win. He went three for three, scoring three times with a home run, a double, three runs batted in, and a walk. He's up to four home runs on the year now. This one traveled 384 feet with a 100.9 mile per hour exit velocity. When he was first called up, Schneider set the league on fire, becoming the first player to record nine hits and two homers in his first three career games. He quickly cooled off and was forced into a short side platoon role because of the depth of the Blue Jays lineup. Technically, he's now homered in back-to-back appearances, but his last game came a week ago. Without everyday playing time, he's an afterthought in fantasy, but there's enough in his underlying metrics to get excited about if he ever did get a shot. Schneider already has four barrels in just 10 big league games and displayed impressive plate discipline and power in the minors with an 18.9% walk rate and 21 homers at AAA after never hitting more than 16 homers in any previous campaign. At the moment, his best use in fantasy is as a streamer when the Jays take on left-handed starters, but maybe his quick adjustment to major league pitchers figuring him out bodes well for him taking on a larger role in the lineup in September. Cabrian Hayes had a big game for the Pirates versus the Cubs. He went two for four, scoring twice with a home run, two runs batted in, and a walk. He's up to 10 home runs on the year. This one traveled 384 feet with a 97.4 mile per hour exit velocity. Hayes struggled in the first three months of the season, posting an 86 WRC+, but displaying newfound power. The biggest knock against him over the past couple of years was that he hit too many grounders, preventing him from tapping into his obvious power potential. However, in 2023, he's finally figured out how to lift the ball. Hayes is hitting the ball in the air more than 10% more often than he did in his career entering this year. That combined with a career high hard hit rate has led to career best barrel numbers and a new high water mark in the home run department. On top of all of that, since returning from an IL stint that kept him out for nearly a month, he's reached another level altogether. Since returning at the beginning of August, Hayes has batted 306 while doubling his home run total from the first three months of the season. Add on his ability to steal more than just a handful of stolen bases and his placement atop the Pirates lineup and you have yourself a player that should be rostered in more than half of Yahoo leagues. And lastly, we have Brandon Marsh for the Phillies versus the Cardinals as he helped his team to a win going two for four, scoring twice with a home run and three runs batted in. He's up to nine home runs on the year now. This one traveled 400 feet with a 101.8 mile per hour exit velocity. Marsh had a super hot start to the season, making it look like he was set to fully break out offensively in 2023. Through April, he batted 329 with four long balls and a 183 WRC+. But from May through July, he reverted back to the strikeout-prone player he's been the past couple of years. Mars hit just 256 with only three homers and a 95 WRC plus while striking out more than 30% of the time. That first month inflated his season-long numbers, making him appear to be a much more capable batter than
than he actually was. However, in August, Marsh has made an adjustment and has gotten back to being the player he was in the early days of the season. Marsh has played in just 10 games this month because of a stint on the IL, but that hasn't stopped him from batting 414 with two homers and a WRC plus north of 200. Marsh doesn't get to play every day because of his struggles against lefties, but his numbers versus righties are highly impressive. For the season, he's batted 312 with a 144 WRC plus against right-handers. If Marsh can maintain this hot streak for an extended period, he's worth a shot in 15 teamers and may even play himself into 12 team consideration. But if you'd like a breakdown of the notable hitting performances from Saturday, check out the daily batters box article over on pitcherlist.com. Now we'll head to the mound and check out the notable starting pitching performances, opening with Tuki Toussaint versus the A's as he earned the win, tossing five scoreless innings, allowing just two hits and three walks while striking out four. He induced nine whiffs with a 29% CSW across 94 pitches. Toussaint earned nine called strikes with his sinker and five whiffs with his splitter, but it's common knowledge at this point that sinker called strikes are unsustainable, so there's already an immediate knock against Toussaint's chances of continuing this performance. It also came against the A's, who own one of the weakest offenses in baseball, but nonetheless, it was just his third scoreless start since the start of 2021. Once a heralded prospect, Toussaint has been through four organizations and has yet to truly figure things out at the major league level. This year has been no different as he sports a 4.85 ERA and a 1.50 whip. Toussaint does have some promise with a ground ball rate north of 50% and an arsenal of three pitches he can trust, but his biggest problem is his inability to avoid the free pass. With three more walks today, Toussaint owns the highest walk rate among starters with at least 50 innings pitch, and it's not particularly close. Toussaint likely won't be an impact starter in the big leagues until he figures out how to throw more strikes, and despite a cushy matchup against the Tigers next, I'd stay away from starting Toussaint because of the unsustainability of his success yesterday and his continuing struggles with walks. Clark Schmidt had a Another great start in Tampa Bay as he took the tough luck loss, tossing six and two-thirds innings, allowing six hits and three runs, one of which was earned while walking nobody and striking out five. He induced 11 whiffs with a 24% CSW across 99 pitches. Schmidt's cutter led the way with 33% CSW while his curve induced five whiffs. The 27-year-old finally got a chance to live in the rotation full-time this year, and it's paid off for the Yankees. His season-long numbers are a bit misleading, though. Schmidt's ERA over 4.5 isn't indicative of how he's pitched recently. Outside of an eight-run blow-up that can be entirely blamed on the Braves having an otherworldly lineup, Schmidt hasn't surrendered more than three runs in a start since mid-May. It's taboo to do so, but if you take out that one start against the Braves, he owns a sub-three ERA across his last 17 starts. It's all made possible by an effective slide cutter curveball combo that takes the pressure off of his sinker allowing it to be relied on as a ground ball pitch. Unfortunately Schmidt won't be more than a Toby because of his inability to induce whiffs which in turn limits his strikeout potential. Regardless Schmidt is a trustworthy pitcher to stream against most offenses because of his prolonged consistency from start to start. Schmidt gets the Tigers next and that's a start in which I trust him for a stream. And lastly we have Chris Flexen in Baltimore as he took a tough luck loss tossing five innings allowing four hits and three runs two of which were earned. He walked one while striking out seven and induced 10 whiffs with a 28% CSW across 90 pitches. Flexen had a good feel for his changeup yesterday, inducing seven whiffs with the pitch, allowing his sinker to land for nine called strikes and 35% CSW. His seven strikeouts set a season high and were his most since July of last year. After coming back to the States after a brief stint in the KBO, Flexen skirted poor peripherals while pitching to a 3.66 ERA during his first two years in Seattle, but those peripherals finally caught up to him as he struggled to a 7.6 7-1 ERA to start 2023 and was subsequently traded to the Mets in a package including Trevor Gott. Flexen was almost immediately released and caught on with the Rockies. It wasn't the ideal landing spot for Flexen, 
or any pitcher for that matter, but he's found relatively more success in Colorado than he did with Seattle. His ERA is still north of five, a stark improvement over his numbers with the Mariners, which likely says more about Flexen than it does about the Rockies pitching development. And this start is likely just a blip on the radar, especially considering half of Flexen's starts are likely to come in the bandbox that is Coors Field. And he'll have to deal with Coors Field next time when he takes on the Blue Jays at home, and that should be a start to avoid at all costs. But if you'd like a breakdown of every single start from Saturday, give the Plus Pitch Podcast a listen and check out Nick's daily starting pitcher roundup over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the bullpen and check out the relievers that got saves and the closers that pitched outside of save situations or blew their saves. Yenier Cano earned his fifth save with Felix Bautista landing on the IL. The Orioles confirmed our speculations that Cano would be the interim closer for an indefinite period of time. John Schreiber earned his first save of the season with Kenley Jansen on the sidelines with a minor hamstring injury. Schreiber stepped in for a day. It's unclear if Jansen is set to return soon or who his direct replacement would be if he's forced to spend time on the IL. Pete Fairbanks earned save number 17, Carlos Estevez save number 28, and Kyle Finnegan save number 24. Adbert Alzali earned save number 21, and his 14 saves in the second half lead the major leagues. Lucas Sims got save number 3 after Alexis Diaz was let down by his defense and blew a 3-run lead in the 10th. Sims stepped up to shut things down though in the 11th after the offense recaptured the lead in the top half. And lastly, Devin Williams got save number 31. As for closers to pitch outside of safe situations or blow their saves, Yohan Duran pitched the eighth in a tie game. David Robertson blew the save and was tagged with the loss. Both Brooks Raley and Adam Ottavino pitched with a two-run deficit. Raley pitched on Friday, but Ottavino hadn't pitched since Monday, so it was clearly a maintenance outing. Giovanni Gallegos pitched for the first time since last Sunday with a seven-run deficit and gave up four runs, furthering the notion that Jojo Romero is the team's active closer. And lastly, Paul Seawald blew a two-run lead in the ninth. But if you'd like a breakdown of the notable relief pitching performances from Saturday, check out the Daily Reliever Ranks article over on PitcherList.com. Sunday's edition was written by yours truly. And before we look forward to today's games, we're going to take a quick break. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Now we'll look forward to Sunday, August 27th, a day in which we'll have a full slate of 15 games. My matchup of the day is Jordan Montgomery versus Bailey Ober. Both of them have had underratedly great seasons this year. In terms of probable starters, we've got seven guys in the auto start tier, including Jordan Montgomery. We also have Luis Castillo versus the Royals, Justin Verlander against his old team in Detroit, and Aaron Nola versus the Cardinals. We've got three pitchers in the probably starts tier and eight in the questionable starts tier, and that's where we'll find our streamer of the day in Bailey Falter versus the Cubs. He has displayed increased velocity and great pitch separation recently so this could be a sneaky stream 
I'd also keep an eye out for Mike Clevenger versus the A's. It's a lovely matchup, but Clevenger has had his ups and downs this season. But I mean, you can basically stream anyone against the A's at this point. In terms of hitter suggestions, I would say Angels hitters versus David Peterson and his 5.59 ERA. Peterson is a southpaw. So Randall Grigic has a 139 WRC plus versus lefties. Luis Renjifo is at 160 and Eduardo Escobar has a WRC plus 58% better versus lefties. So all three of those guys, one of which is likely to be available on your watch should have a pretty solid chance at having a big game on Sunday. And now we'll close things out with our relievers to watch. We have just one. Carlos Estevez has pitched on back-to-back days and in three of the past four for the Angels. So Reynaldo Lopez should step up to be the closer if a save opportunity arises today. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to PitcherList.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site, including fantastic player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord to interact with PitcherList staff and members of the community, as well as to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Crumpler. Tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast. Bubba will be back with you on Monday and throughout the week and make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.